Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CDL podcast channel. In this episode today, we're going to be talking about World Series of Warzone, some Valorant news that's new here on the podcast, but it has to do with esports salaries. Um, going to talk about MW3. We had some, I guess, not leaked. It was officially put up by them. Uh, some looks at the maps and a little bit of movement in the game. Uh, Optic announced a fun Black Ops 3 event. We've got maybe the CDL going to London. Lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, news wise and that's pretty much going to be all we're going to do today just dive into some news and go from there so if you guys enjoy this one be sure to leave a like comment and subscribe on youtube drop a five-star review uh, drop a follow on the audio platforms we appreciate all the support and um without further ado let's jump into this one brock how you doing today oh doing pretty good on this fine monday you know football sunday was yesterday good old falcons beat the packers love that <laughs> even though it's a, this is a call of duty podcast channel <laughs> Yeah, you, I mean, <laughs> Falcons, yeah, especially for you, because it's, it's good pride to have, because we live in Wisconsin and are around a lot of Packer fans. Falcons got a W, and it did not look like they were going to get a W for a while. No, they came back from 12 down in the fourth quarter, which I was surprised, because you just don't come back on leads like that. <laughs> yeah, usually in the recent years of the team, that's blowing the 12-point fourth quarter lead. Yep. but They clutched you know, up this week. Glad they did it, you know, 2-0, baby. Yeah. We can maybe talk a little football at the end, too, but um, let's jump into some of the the random stuff we have to talk about today. It's probably we've been saying this a lot recently, but it's probably going to be a little shorter because honestly, we just want to talk a little bit of news and just get some content out to you guys so we can keep keep going with the uploads and, and the podcast. But overall, not a ton to talk about this week. Have some interesting topics, though, that more revolve around like the whole of esports and like the ecosystem of the scene, including like some World Series of Warzone players maybe wanting to switch and stuff like that. but. The first thing I want to talk about is the Evil Genius Salary Report, because I think you and I are probably going to line up with the same opinion on it, but I'm curious to see if we maybe differ or how much we differ from uh, like other people in the space. So um, the Valorant Champs, EG, obviously they won the World Championship. Apparently they're going to have their salaries cut or the organization wants to cut their salaries down. Mm-hmm. Um because they were making apparently upwards of 25k or around 25k a month uh we've heard something similar like this in call of duty where uh, obviously the the thieves had their salaries cut after winning the world championship so i don't know it's just a it's a weird ecosystem obviously like in an ideal world i'm all for players getting paid i love if they could make more than 25k a month yeah it'd be ideal but in the current ecosystem we're in i don't see why this is getting as much outrage i agree it's not the thing you want to hear after you win a world championship is hey we're gonna have to cut your salary but with the current state of esports and how much money we're paying players like this i just don't think it's sustainable to be playing these uh paying these players 25k a month when their return on investment like i know these orgs are not making money off that as much as we'd love them to just right now paying players 25k just isn't justifiable yeah there's taking the loss for the short term for the long term goal yeah, and I, it just doesn't. It's just not sustainable. I don't think. Like, is there a world where one day twenty five k becomes a cheap salary? I definitely could see oh, that oh. being a thing, but that's not mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, definitely not right now. But hopefully, one day we can see players making over a hundred k a yeah. month. And like, I do understand that Valorant on a scale is much bigger than Call of Duty, so the salaries are probably going to be bigger. But once again, they're doing this for the health of the organization and the esport and doing this so they can ideally pay players more and more as time goes on, but they can't pay players more in the future if their org goes out of business because they're losing so much money. Yeah. 
the players or just, you know, cut the salary down, got to see the vision for the long term. And once again, like, I think you'd agree, but we get it from the player standpoint. Like, you just won a world championship and you're being asked to take a pay cut. Obviously, I would be like, why would I take a pay cut? I just want a world championship. So I yeah. get it from the player's perspective as well. It's not like I'm like, automatically, they should just be like, yep, this is esports. I'm going to take a pay cut because as weird as it sounds, I'm sure they could probably go to a different organization and get something close to what they're making or more. Oh, somebody easy. will shell out the money. Mm-hmm. But like, man, it's just tough. And I, I get both sides. I get the players wanting to be paid as much as possible. And I get the org being like, hey, we've got to pay you less or we're going to go out of business. It's just a tough situation. And I think at some point there's going to be a correction where like all orgs are just going to have to say, we're just paying less. And that's what it's going to be. Yeah. For that. Until for the every health. org. Yeah. Until every org gets to that point. There's going to be the random ones that are just willing to just dump money and we're just going to have to deal with it until every org gets to the point and says, this isn't sustainable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely agree on that. Just, it's really, really a sticky situation, I guess, for right now. Yeah. And it's scary because we maybe will be losing players to streaming and stuff because mm-hmm. I don't, I guess I don't really have as good of a Valorant uh, like example for it because I'm just not super in touch with the Valorant scene. Like I enjoy playing the game and I, I'll watch a competitive match here or there, but I don't know the players as well and content wise, but like Scum's the classic example. Like obviously his salary wasn't being cut that much. He was making a ton of money in terms of his salary, but like, let's say you were to say a guy like Scump with that content ability and that streaming ability, how much money he could make off that you're to tell him to take a massive pay cut. Like you're going to lose a lot of players that way because like if I'm Scump and I'm going to make well over the amount of money making content as I am, in a competitive scene and then you're also telling me to take a pay cut i'm just gonna say screw that i'm, I'm getting rid of the stress and i'm just streaming and making a ton more money yep so it's a tough tough spot to be um but mm-hmm. we're hoping in the perfect world players can get paid this much and orgs can also make money but we're just not there yet so hopefully we find that solution soon not quite there but you know we'll keep moving and hopefully in the in the future yeah um on a more positive note we saw our first look at MW3 maps. Obviously, these aren't we're not evaluating them to see if they're going to be good maps because we know these maps, but nope. the maps remastered were looking good. Like they the color on the maps and everything, the visibility uh looked really good. I thought the maps looked pretty much the same. Uh we mm-hmm. saw a little bit of a clip of a player on high rise, you know, yep. doing some movement, mantling some stuff. The movement looked quicker than MW2, which is a good thing. Uh the mantle looked pretty fast. It looked like you're gonna be able to really finesse a little bit with your movement. Yeah, um, look good. It looked uh, a lot better than MW, MW three, or MW two. Yeah, gets confusing with all these re-release yeah. title names. Looked a lot like more smoother, like how used like Black Ops. Yeah, like in some ways, it felt MW two felt fine after you played it for a while because you just like after playing any game for a while, you just kind of get used to it. But it didn't feel a lot like COD movement. Yeah, I didn't it just like felt, the... it. Felt clunky. I like how you like mantle up and like your guy grabs it and pulls himself up and all that. I think that might technically be in this game, but it just looked way faster. Yeah, it did look. Fa- I, I saw a side by side video and it was from MW3 to the new one, the game coming out. Yeah, it's a lot, lot, lot faster and smoother, which I'm you know grateful for. Hopefully, it just smoother, faster movement is just always going to feel better and play better in a COD when you can just not have to think and it be second nature. You can just move around the map smooth and fluid whereas like in mw2 the slow mantles like there's no efficient way to like even if the slide wasn't used for a slide cancel you couldn't even like use your slide to like make hit a quick movement or hit a ledge boost like i don't know if ledge boosting will be in this game but 
I love when ledge boosting is in there. I, I doubt it'll be in there just because you really only see it in Treyarch titles normally. Yeah. Just um But yeah, I I would like to see the movement be that fast as well in the beta. Hopefully they don't slow it down because smooth, yeah. fluid, fast games just they just play better. If anything, they should make it faster in the beta and see if they want to touch it, slow it down. Yeah. Because I can guarantee you nobody's going to tell them to, to slow down the movement. People people always might say speed it up because there's people that want it as fast as AW. Yeah. But I I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for it. It looks really good. The maps look clean. I didn't see too many doors. I maybe saw a door or two on the end of some maps people are pointing out. But maps look clean. Movement looks clean. I'm, I'm very excited. I tweeted it about like I need this game. Give it to me. Um, mm-hmm. looking, looking forward to it. It looks very exciting so far. Same as well. Just, you know. Couple, couple more months. Yeah, <laughs> I did see too that they uh, apparently I forgot where I saw this, but I thought they said there there was going to be three new six v six maps in really? season one, which mm. I'm also very excited for. I thought it was three, maybe it was four, but I'm also very excited for that because, like I said, as much as I want to play these old classic maps, I do like when we have new maps. So three or four six v six maps. Hopefully, we can get at least one. Ideally, all three or four, however many it is, are really good. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. can include them all in the rotation, but I would like to at least have one good new map that we can throw into the rotation in all game modes. Uh, so excited to to see how that works, and hopefully they actually do release the 6v6 maps, and hopefully they're designed with competitive in mind. Yeah, so just saying, you know, hopefully. So it's just something a little different than what we, we know what's good, what's bad. Yeah. We've seen the maps already before. I mean, and once again, I'm I'm not going to complain if we're playing all MW2 maps, but it it will never hurt to have an abundance. It'll ne- it'll. I'd rather have too many good maps in the rotation than not enough. I'll never complain about having too many good maps. Yeah, that does uh, make the teams uh, have veto advantage even more. Well, it'll add more strategy to the CDL with vetoing. It'll add more fun and ranked play also because, like, I mean, there are times in MW2 you're playing ranked play where you're loading into like the same map, mm-hmm. uh, like you play four maps in a row of like hotel or something just because all game modes are on. And it's just like, I'm just sick of this map. Like, can I just play a different one? Even if I have to play control, just give me a different map. Yeah. They should literally make it find some way to have you not play a back to back map, same game mode. Oh yeah. That for sure. And I I mean, ideally there's so many maps in the game that you're never even playing the same map twice, even if it's different modes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, the other thing I, I put a note on here is because I saw Jacob Hale tweet something about it, but how crazy is it that like maybe many of our listeners and like other people are going to be like playing these maps for the first time? Like it's going to be their first time spawning into high rise and terminal and stuff like that. Like maybe not terminal because it's come back in so many like random CODs. I think it even came back in like IW. It's come back yeah. a lot and people like that's like a classic one, but even like it's just crazy that like people are going to be spawning into like Karachi and like all these maps for the very first time. Mm-hmm. in like a state like even though it's not like a competitive map like people are going to be spawning into these maps for the first time in their life i'm pretty jealous that they get to experience these for the yeah. first time ever that is that that is definitely a weird experience good experience for them but weird for like just to think about good for people like us in pubs right away maybe we can style them a little bit when they don't know the maps yet but that is one thing that's gonna be really fun about pubs it's gonna be fun loading into the maps knowing them yeah mm-hmm that's like, because I mean, like, I'm not a huge pubs person anymore, but I will say like the first couple weeks of the game, like just because I love COD and like playing it, I do really enjoy pubs no matter what in the first few weeks of a game. Yeah. 
just because I enjoy getting used to the, the game and trying out the guns and camel grinding and stuff. But it's going to be really fun off the rip just being able to pub stomp because I know the maps and I'm not just like getting killed from random angles I just didn't know. Yeah. Usually when we play the, the first night, we always play. We always like try to win every game too. Yeah. We just see how long of a win streak we can go on. But in yeah. this, we might actually be able to go on. Like If we get a full squad, we might not lose because we're going to know the maps completely. Yeah. That'll be definitely like, just fun to fun to do. Yeah, I just looked on it at my calendar too, like not even thinking about it. But I mean, shoot, we're like it's Monday. We're like what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven ish. Only like a month and a half away from the game. It's it's coming up quicker than I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not quick enough though. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, talk about the World Series of Warzone a little bit. Um. I didn't watch a second of World Series of Warzone. I'm assuming you probably didn't either. I did not. I'm not just I'm just not a big Warzone person. It's not something that interests me that much. I don't really like playing it either, but obviously a name I know, Biffle and his squad, uh, I believe they won like the trios and his teammate Shifty was saying something about how like the CDL would entice him if the money's right. Um admittedly, I don't really know anything about Shifty and that's not a knock to him. I just don't watch any Warzone content whatsoever, whether it's competitive or pubs or streams or anything. I watch literally nothing when it comes to Warzone. Um, same. But apparently this dude's like saying he would love to play in the CDL if the money's right for him. And I saw Beans tweet about it, but Beans was absolutely spot on, right? It was like if the only reason you want to come to the CDL is just for the money, you're probably not going to succeed because there's a lot mm-hmm. of people with a lot of passion over there. And like, I didn't see the dude play, but I can guarantee you talent wise he's not just like some freak head and shoulders above all the cdl players talent oh, he, yeah. ve- he may very well be talented enough to play the cdl i'm not saying that but there's no way his talent level is like this guy's dominating bread like that's not a thing yeah like, above everyone else yeah so like i i saw a lot of people commenting it too is like just these kids would have to go to challengers right away and they would quit instantly which i would too there's no way that if I was that good at Warzone at the top, making money streaming and winning tournaments, there's no chance I'm going to play challengers. Okay, check that. Passion pit of hell. <laughs> yeah, there's no way I'm going to challengers rather than just playing these Warzone tournaments and making money like these guys did this weekend. There's no way I'm switching to challengers. Yeah, and they're probably decent big streamers too. Yeah, I mean, the only one that would maybe be able to switch straight over to the CDL without having to play challengers is Biffle just because of how much talk is around his raw skill that like, Maybe some random team like a Vegas, if he would somehow sign there, would just yeah. be like, screw it, we'll take a shot and we'll sign a veteran and just mold him. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, didn't he get an offer last year, supposedly? For this I year? I thought, I remember hearing something about it, but I don't remember if it was a troll or if it was real. But you're right. I, I heard something about it, but I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. I know he, I know he played, though, like, was playing 1v1s against like, like methods and. Scrappy like, and, yeah, and I, too. <laughs> I saw Zuma tweeting about that because some of the Warzone kids didn't know that like Zuma's like yeah the 1v1s are fun for content and stuff but they mean nothing for yeah. if you're like if you'd be a good CDL player obviously like it, it's good gun skill but gun skill as weird as it sounds is not as important in terms of the team landscape in the CDL like obviously you have to have some good gun skill to, to be a good player but routes and teamwork and communication and like knowledge of the game and just like knowing when to go when to stop when to make this play when to make that play is like the, the so much more as well yeah just the mental side of the game is just so much of the game that like every player when they get to the pro level can shoot straight mm-hmm. or the yep. mental and the decisions that separate the the good from the great yep 
But yeah, that's interesting that he was like, yeah, if the money's right, I'd, I'd go play in the CDL. <laughs> like, you could just, you know, just switch over right away if you wanted to. Yeah. I would like to see him play in a CDL match. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see any Warzone player just come over. Because, I mean, I think, like, I don't know a ton of them. I don't know the most talented ones, because, like I said, I don't really consume any Warzone content. But, like, I know Biffle's extremely talented. And I mm-hmm. believe with his talent level mechanically, he could easily make it to the CDL. I just would be very interested to, like, watch him if if he had like a full year of practice in a team environment, how good could he get? I'd be, I'd be really intrigued by that. Yeah, definitely. And maybe the shifty kid is that talented too. I just don't, I haven't watched him, so I couldn't tell you, but I, I know Biffle's extremely talented. Yep. Assuming shifty's pretty damn talented too, considering he just won the world series of Warzone event. Yeah. Uh, but Warzone yeah. is, is a lot different from competitive four before call of duty. Yeah. I did see it peaked at like 380 K, like slightly above the CDL viewership, which is, I mean, I love to see it. Some people were like, that's scary for the CDL that it got more, but Warzone is huge and it really wasn't that much more than the CDL, which is kind of intriguing in a way for the CDL, but uh, viewership was good on it. Now, hopefully like one of these pros decides to, you know, head over to the CDL and drag their viewers with. Yeah, for real. Um, also, Daniel Say, I believe it's how you say his last name. I should probably know since he's the commissioner of the CDL. That's the next thing. Uh, that event was held in London. I believe it was. I know it was over in England. I'm not actually sure if it was exactly in London, but um, it was over there across the pond. Um, and like he was hinting that like they really wanted to bring the event there to London because the community wanted an event there so much and loves it. So he was really praising it and talking about how great it was to have an event over there. So maybe we still potentially could see a London event in the future. Obviously, I know it gets a lot harder with no team being over there and how weird would it be if they finally brought an event back over there when the team was gone. Mm-hmm. But hopefully one day we can see an event back there and they do international because I mean they've done like the Columbus event and stuff where there's no team there. Yeah, just like a neutral site. I mean I would I would love it. I would I would love to go on an event uh to an event in London, but yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting to see if they could bring it back there. Yeah. Hoping for it though, that's for sure. Yeah, because the uh, the energy there is always electric. Yeah. Sure is. Um, let's see. What else we want to talk about here? Um, I saw a tweet from I was gonna say Jacob Hill, but I think this one was from Crone from CDL Intel. Yep. Um yep. he said, Who are the biggest hot and cold players in the game? They're either dropping 30 plus kills or going triple negative. I wanted to go back to that post because I thought that was just a interesting, like quick topic to talk about. Yeah. Um I'm gonna have to go the, find that post again. The, the first one that came to my mind was Hook. That's a good one. I know I remember seeing the top comment said Mac. Yep, Mac. Um, that Mac's was from Shaw. He said Mac. That's all true. That's a good one too. Hook. Um, I see they somebody didn't. that said Temp. I don't know that I agree with that one necessarily. I feel like Temp can have like bad games, but I feel like he's not getting just pieced. I feel like his bad games are yeah. more average. And someone said Diane Temp and uh, Temp respond with a uh, do better research. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> Our boy uh, PD PD Gaming put a gif of Pristini. Absolutely. When Pristini was playing, he was certainly that way. Mm-hmm. It's a good shout out. Um, a lot of people TJ. saying Mac. Yeah, this is, I see that comment. When TJ's hot, he's unstoppable. That's true. But he also, when he's not hot, oof. it's a tough one. I see Cammy. Yeah. Mac and Hook. People are shouting out your Hook. Vivid's a pretty good one, too, actually. Vivid's mm-hmm. actually a very good answer. Vivid will pop off one map and then, like, he has those maps where he goes 10 and 30. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, that's a good one. Asim. Very true. Yep. 
I see ghosty. I don't know if I necessarily see the ghosty one. He doesn't like pop off like crazy, at least on optic. And he didn't have like as many terrible maps that I can remember. Oh, is, this guy's got a good one. Kleenex. True. He has some. Yep. Same way. Nero. Yeah, I can see that one as well. See that in the comments. Mm-hmm. A lot of hooks. Shotzi. I don't necessarily agree with that one. He does have bad maps, but not, not as much as the other guys we've been naming. Yeah. I'm trying to see if like someone like pulls like a random one from way back when. That's kind of what I'm looking forward to. A lot of hook. I see Mac Clay might go, but he's definitely one. Don't agree with that one. Clay's usually pretty consistent. Someone said gunless. I don't know about that one. Yeah, maybe if you're talking more like recent, the last couple titles. If you're talking about gunless, I mean, that dude was like a walking 1.2 for a few games there in his career and his actual mm-hmm. prime. Bance, that one is somewhat true sometimes. Uh, this guy said Kenny on Fortress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kenny maybe like the last like year, but overall throughout his career, not really. I yeah. see like your exact list here. I see Hook, Mac. Okay, Simps on this list. That's just nope. Uh I see Hook, Mac, Simp, and Asim from this guy. Yeah, Hook, Mac, and Asim, sure, but Simp is absolutely not on that list. Accuracy is not a bad shot, but he does have some real bad maps sometimes. Yeah. Simp I, might be the worst shot I've seen on the entire comment section though. Yeah, Simp uh, definitely is not bad games. Asim, Insight, Slasher, Hook from this guy. Mm. Insight and Slasher, I don't think as much. ARs is a lot harder because they're usually not like getting dumped on that much. Yeah, So much Hook and Asim in here. Afro, yeah, maybe. I see Pristini again. I, I haven't seen any like the old ones. Yeah, I have not either, actually. So much Hook and Mac. That seems to be the top answers. Mm-hmm. As much as I love the guy, Nade Shot. This guy said Nade Shot. There's a throwback. <laughs> uh, it's like the only throwback I've seen. Vance, Dashy. No, Dashy's usually, no matter if they're winning or not, he's usually putting up pretty good numbers. Yeah. Every EU player besides Hydra, this guy's just hating on the EU. <laughs> Who's that man? <laughs> oh, no, Brock. Don't add this guy. He said Arcides. Yeah, I'm, going, I'm tweeting at him right now. This guy's trolling. He says Hydra Pred Selium Abizi to name a few. I saw that one. Kenny. Yeah, I've not seen any of the Kenny. I see the Kenny on Fortress one you're talking about now. There's a lot of comments on this post though. Holy crap. But yeah, kind of the same. It's it tends to be more SMGs, because obviously with the way that they play, you're just gonna mm-hmm. have some maps where no timings are going your way, your gunfights are going your way, and you're gonna get destroyed. Then you're obviously gonna have maps where all the timings are going your way and you're shooting well. Uh, whereas ARs ARs usually are always hovering around like the 0.9 to 1.1. Yeah. Their role isn't as prone to having just like off timings and everything just with the, the style of play they play. Yeah. But that's an interesting conversation. I'd like to hear if you guys have any thoughts in the comments below your players that you feel like that. Yeah. Um, Those are good ones in the yeah. comments. This was from a while back, but I think I forgot to mention it or talk about it. The, the Optic Dynasty talk show. I forget. What do they call it? That optic show, mm. it's like Hitch hosts it, and they always have like random like COD people on. Like they have like Big Timer and Scump on there. They have methods. They have just like people from all over like the COD history. Yeah, hop on I there. F- I forget what they call it. Anyways, they're they're having the optic dynasty on it. They already recorded it. Obviously, it's um you guys know the players, Krim, Karma, Scump, and Formal. With I believe just Hitch. It's just those four and Hitch. And uh, I heard on. I feel like we've shouted this out before, but for those of you that don't know, the Flycast is my favorite podcast across any genre. Like, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a ton of Colts podcasts. Um, 
I listened to Pardon My Take, obviously, big football fan. And then I listened to like any COD esports podcast I can get my hands on. But still, like the Flycast is like my favorite podcast. And Hitch was saying on there, he thought it'd be awkward, obviously, as we all know, the crim informal beef. Yep. But apparently he said they just like hit it right up. They started talking about F1 and Crim's racing stuff and then just kind of got into it. And he was like, it was like they never left. So I'm very excited to watch that as somebody who kind of grew up in the COD scene, in the esports scene, watching the Optic Dynasty. Um, and I was yep. a big formal fan back in the day, switching over from Halo. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to watch that. Any, any content that involves like older COD teams from like the pre aw even to through the jetpack era like any of that content always just i'm really interested in it yes i am i'm too feel what they talk about back then but the event and stuff is just really really intriguing and interesting to me yeah and i feel like we learn like we hear so much about the modern day like we hear about all these stories with all the intel accounts but i feel like there's so many stories and stuff from back then that we just don't even know about at all Mm -hmm. and Let's be honest, the tournaments were just so entertaining. They were even more entertaining back then with all the teams. So, like, I'm just interested to hear if they have any stories they come up with from those. Yeah. That'd be... Uh, I'm waiting for that to come out. Yeah. Uh, then, there, our last thing... What did you say? Is there a date on that coming out, or we don't know yet? I don't know. I know they, like... They tweeted about it a while ago. I, what did they tweet about? I forgot where it is here. I just want to say it was, like, early September. Yeah, I mean... Op- September 5th was when CDL Intel tweeted it said, like Optic Dynasty soon. Um, and I think, the, I mean, so it's been at least a couple of weeks since they tweeted about it. I don't know how long it takes to edit up. Obviously, they probably have a lot they want to do with it, but yeah, uh, I don't see any like release date unless I missed it, but I would think somewhat soon since they like said it happened like two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, then the other thing we have a release date for, though, that I'm very, very excited to watch. Uh, this was just announced today at noon, uh, just a few hours ago, and they said Optic Legacy versus Optic Texas Black Ops 3, the the Optic Legacy match, skin streamed on twitch.tv slash cash app. So it's uh, sponsored by cash app. I don't know if it's like for charity or anything, but it is sponsored by them. Um, I'm assuming they're probably going to do it in like the esports arena. Oh, yeah. I, I think Krim lives in Texas, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. I, obviously, like Karma, Bo, Scump, and the Optic Texas team live there, so Krim would be the only one in question. But either way, I'm sure he'd fly out like he, he's going to for uh, the Black Ops 2 event. But it's incredibly fun. Obviously, it's the Optic Dynasty minus Formal add-in Bows because I'm pretty sure right Halo World is coming up, so I don't think Formal wants to take all his time off to, to grind COD for an event and play that. I think he's yeah. locked in to Halo for, for Worlds. Um, it's a so Bose is taking Halo. a spot. Yeah. And we know Formal, when he grinds, he grinds. So he doesn't have time for anything else. Mm-hmm. wonder what's, uh, what squad's going to win. <laughs> yeah, as much as I would love to be like the Optic Dynasty, you know, like even if they add Bose in, they're going to win. But this just, it feels like with the game choice, they were kind of set up. Because I think like Dashy and like a lot of these players have been playing Black Ops 3 this offseason. Yeah, I saw a bunch of people playing like Black Ops 3 Waiters like earlier in the yeah. summer. And I don't even know how much Bose has ever even played the game because I remember he played like that one series as a fill-in for TK when they tried to qualify for the league and he actually played really well. Like yeah. he obviously didn't play much like pro matches um, and I'm sure Krim hasn't been playing any COD lately. Karma probably really hasn't been playing any lately and Scump said he hasn't been playing any lately. So you know the way these guys are though, the ultra competitors they are, I'm sure they'll like secretly hop on the game a little bit and practice. Yeah. 
so I'm, I'm hoping we get a really entertaining match, but I, I would, I just wish it was the optic dynasty. Like I, I mean, that's not a thing everybody knows. I love Bose, but I would just love to see if it was formal. But I'm also excited to watch Bose because he is hilarious. And he's also, people like to bash him, but he is very good at Call of Duty. Yeah, he definitely is. I wonder if they're going to do like a one shot, like, like just Trolley 2. Yeah, like an all snipers match or something. Yeah. That would definitely be fun to, fun to watch. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching. I'm assuming. Yeah, because I want to go to the game, uh, the Colts game on the 8th of October. So, yeah, that's a Sunday. So I'm assuming it'll probably be like a Sunday afternoon thing, maybe. Yeah. Or a Sunday night, but I'm very excited. Very excited to watch it. I wonder what it'll be like a best seven or best of nine. or I don't know what they're going to do for it, but yeah. very excited to watch. Mm-hmm. Same uh, here as well. That was pretty much the last thing I had. I mean, we're only at like 30 minutes. We could talk five, ten minutes or however long about a little bit of football from the weekend if you want to. You can now talk about your Falcons. Um, get the W. We talked about that a little bit everywhere, obviously. Eat the W. Yeah, I was definitely... Uh, you know what? I was, it was a, happy, a happy time for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you were getting a little nervous when fourth quarter they were down, like, what, 24-12 or whatever? Yeah, I was, I was getting a little nervous. I'm like, well... We about to lose again. What's new? Yeah, <laughs> and then they pulled. They pulled through. Made some good plays. And Bijan's a a stud. Yeah. Uh, I was watching that game, and I was because we were watching the Colts game. I was with my dad. We we're watching the Colts game on uh like the main TV. We had another TV set up. Had the, just like the Packers on mute in the side just to watch it because I kind of also like the Falcons. Like a lot of players in that team, so I was just like want to watch the game. Want to see. Bijan, because I didn't get to see like any week one action really, like since I was at the Colts game, like I didn't get to to see all those other noon games. I didn't get to watch any of them or one o'clock games for those of you on the East Coast. Uh, so mm-hmm. I didn't get to see like Bijan and all those dudes play. So I, I really wanted to watch that. And that fourth down play late in the game, I thought I there was first of all it was ballsy that they ran. It was like fourth inches and they ran a toss. Yep, and it looked like he was dead. I'm not gonna lie, it looked like the play was dead. They were gonna turn it over on downs. And then Bijan just hits a dead leg, juke somebody out, and gains a bunch of yards on it. And I was like, this dude is something special. Because it looked like he should have been tackled for a loss in that play. Yeah. He'd be juking everyone out of his shoes when I was watching. dead leg is insane. He's like going full speed. And his full speed is not slow. He is a quick dude for how big he is. And Mm -hmm. like, he'll be going full speed. And he just stops on a dime. Like, no hesitation, instant stop. And people just go flying by him because nobody else can stop that quick. Yeah. But, you know, they give the ball to Algaier a lot. Yeah. He's not bad either. He's actually pretty good. But he obviously yeah. is no Bijan. Yeah. And he's a good, like, one-two punch, I guess. Yeah, you can't, unfortunately, as much as you'd like to, you can't give the ball to Bijan 40 times a game uh, unless you want him to die. That's why, yeah, his legs be dead. <laughs> but he is something. He I do see, like, I, I don't watch a ton of college football, so, like, when these guys come out, I just basically have to, like, kind of listen to what prospects watch. Unless it's, like, a prospect I hear like the Colts could be getting or like it was me with like when I first saw him play a college game like two years ago, I was like, I want Anthony Richardson on the Colts if, if they have to draft a quarterback at that time, which is kind of funny because he ended up going to the Colts. So I've been like his biggest fan for like well over a year. Mm-hmm. And then he just ended up going to the Colts. So I was very excited about that. But like I didn't see much of Bijan. I just heard everybody saying like he's the most like guaranteed running back prospect in a long time. And everybody compared him to Saquon. And I can see the comparisons because he can catch the ball. 
he can juke everybody out of their shoes, but also if he has to lower his shoulder, he's going to go through you. He's like the full package a lot like Saquon. Hopefully he has better luck with injuries than Saquon. Yeah. They also line him up a lot as receiver, which I like. Yeah, I saw like a third and three. He had a nice little move for a slant over the middle and caught a nice ball from Ritter. I was like, damn, not a lot of running backs can just so easily line up wide and, and run a nice route like that and catch over the middle. Yeah, it is nice to have. It's a weapon. army knife, I guess. Yeah, he's a weapon out there. Um, but I will the Colts say... Colts also got their first one. That's nice. What were you going to say? Before you say that, I was going to say, I, I would like the Falcons, you know, maybe give Kyle Pitts in the game more involved more. Yeah, they only drafted the most uh, arguably physically gifted tight end of all time, fourth overall in just a few seasons since his rookie year. I know. I, I, don't, I don't understand it. I really don't. Yeah, he's like one of the most physically gifted football players you've ever seen. Just so such an athletic freak and they're just like yeah we're just gonna use you as a decoy like every time i look over there i swear it was like tight end screen to janu smith mm-hmm. throw over the middle to janu smith and i'm like okay i get it You're like janu smith's not a bad tight end but like come on we have kyle pitts maybe the tight end screen should go to him yeah kyle pitts is a decoy and blocker it's like no it's not what you draft him for you don't draft the guy that talented to just be running around out there as a decoy yes literally um, yes the Colts still did get the win yeah I mean, Anthony Richardson, I, since he got hurt, I can say this. He was going to have 14 touchdowns. Nobody can dispute it. Uh, yeah, he he is scoring left and right and early. He looked so good. The first drive, I saw a lot of, like, I follow a lot of random, like, guys that do, like, Colts content and stuff on Twitter. And, dude, after that first drive, like, people were saying, is that the best drive we've seen since, like, Phillip Rivers was the Colts? And I'm not kidding you. It was. He was carving up the defense throw into my boy Pittman and uh, he hit downs over the middle on a nice third down. And I believe he hit Kylan Granson for a nice shot on that drive. And like he was like four for five or five for six on that first drive, just dotting him up. And then obviously he runs in a touchdown. They get the ball back off a nice forced fumble. And then they run that, that disgusting like fake reverse to Josh downs. And he scampers in for like a 20 yarder. Doesn't see the guy coming from his left, takes a little bit of a high cheap shot and then mm-hmm. falls over, bangs his head in the turf, played like a drive or two after that. And then, um, self-reported his concussion symptoms and was out and then Gardner Minshew tore it up. Gardner. He played really well. I'm glad to have him. He's arguably the best backup quarterback in the league. Yeah, he's he's kind of underrated. He'd probably be a starter on a few teams. I, I bet you he's better. I mean, he could. he's damn sure better than any starter the Cardinals have. Yeah, definitely. He's definitely better than Josh Dobbs and Clayton Toon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, Richardson looked incredible. I just hope he is able to stay on the field coming up here, but he had some weird injuries. Like he got crunched going to the goal line in week one. And then this one was kind of a cheap shot. He was like crossing the goal line and a dude speared him in the head and then he fell over. But he looks incredible. The Colts look pretty good. I mean, I thought they'd be a competitive team this year, but interested to see how they play against the Ravens. I think they might sit Richardson just because they sat a guy who cleared Alec Ogletree, a tight end to clear concussion protocol on Saturday and they were just like, yeah, we're not going to risk it. We'll sit you. So I, I would maybe think they would do the same thing with, with Richardson, but we'll see because I hope they play him because Richardson versus Lamar could be a very entertaining matchup to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two dynamic knows, guys. Yeah, who knows if, the, if Richardson keeps playing as well as it is. Colts, you know, begin the playoffs, do some damage. Yeah, if, I mean, division's weak. Jags looked vulnerable this week. Um, obviously, there's a long way to go for the Colts to even come close to that. But yeah, I mean, the roster, the defense, Rover Stewart, DeForest Buckner, and the whole D-line is 
incredible. Uh, the secondary is kind of weak, but they basically have like all rookies playing. But the the front seven of the Colts defense is really good. The offensive line looked back to their form uh, in twenty one, and Zach Moss looked pretty good. JT is coming back week five. Um, receiving core looks okay. Tight end room is pretty good. Like overall, I think the team is. I mean, they might win five games this year or whatever, but I I don't think they're going to be a team that's going to be an easy out. They're gonna be a very competitive team in a lot of games, which is at least fun to watch because. I mean, any Colts fan knows all you're doing this year is watching Anthony Richardson and seeing if he can be the guy. And then if they just win some games along the way, it's just more fun. But yeah. I mean, if they can just be competitive in every game and Richardson shows he's the guy, that's best of both worlds. You get to have some entertaining games and also watch him. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, that's pretty much all we had for football talk, though, because I mean, we could go all around the NFL, but that would just take forever. We can pretty much just cover our two teams and move it on. Yeah. I got nothing else, really. All right. We can wrap it up. Uh, if you guys enjoyed this one, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Comment down below a couple things. I want to hear who you think is going to win that Optic show match, the the Dynasty Squad minus Formal plus Bows or Optic Texas in the Black Ops 3 match. Um, who do you think for players that are 30-plus or just absolutely nothing? If you guys have an NFL team, let's hear what your thoughts are on them. Uh, Man, if you're a fan of a team like the Bengals, are you are you panicking already? Even though you have Joe Burrow, it's looked rough, and now he's hurt again. Just comment down below your thoughts on your NFL team. I'd like to hear them. Uh, if you're on the audio platforms, drop a follow, drop a five star review. We appreciate you guys continuing to watch on there. Um, yeah, that's gonna do it for this one. Look forward to talking to you guys next week as hopefully we get some more news. Hopefully these three teams um, that are just not announcing the rosters: Carolina, uh, Paris, and or Vegas. And who's the last one I'm missing? Lag. LAG, yeah. Yeah, hopefully can we get some rumors about your rosters? Can you Anything? at least try to attempt to reach out to a team so we can talk about uh all twelve teams? I would love to do a tier list ranking the rosters where we think they're gonna finish or like how we think they look, but we just can't do that because you guys will not even give us a crumb of a rumor. Yeah. So calling out you guys, release some some rumors, uh, or sign a roster, please, for the love of God. Uh that's gonna do it for this one though. Look forward to talking to you guys next week, and we will see you in the next one.